and welcome into Poke the Bear episode 121. That is Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinofsky. Connor, what is up? Evan, doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. It has been a uh, it's been an interesting week with the Bruins, just given uh, obviously on the ice. Uh, the last two episodes have been very off the ice stuff. So this episode is going to be more on the ice focus uh, because, again, for the second straight week, we waited until Friday to record. So this is I'll probably put this out Friday night. You can get it the weekend next week. Listen to it when you want. Listen to it a year from now. We don't care. Um, but we wanted to wait because there was a chance that Charlie McAvoy might return for the game on Thursday. And wouldn't you guess the Bruins pulled another fast one? Those those tricksters. Here came Charlie McAvoy back on Thursday. Uh, were you surprised by that, by the way, that, that he came back when he did? Uh, not really. After the Martian thing where it was literally like completely mapped out, dude was skating on the top line in practice, like was getting <laughs> hugs during the, the post-practice stretch. And Montgomery was like, yeah, like seven to ten days. And then the next day, literally, he's back out there. After that happened, we can't pull that, like, again, and not think that we're going to, like, already have, like, our stories written the next day. Like, yeah, he's back. It was mapped <laughs> out the exact same way. And sure enough, on the ice, almost the exact same result, which just shows how the, this team is rolling right now, that as soon as he gets activated, McAvoy, I think all of us were, like, and probably when we were talking about recording on Friday, like, he's probably going to come back. He's probably going to, like, score a goal. Or he's going to have, like, three assists or... Five He's gonna hits, be you know, 24 minutes or something like that. He was going to have a great debut. And sure enough, there it is. Scores the game winner. And that was the thing. And and also had a good game aside from that. Yeah. Good on D, like looked good I, again. I, but I go back to this goal. Remember, was it 1920 when he just could not score a goal? Was that the yes. year that he like yes. genuinely could not score? And he finally got the OT winner in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, That was in, that like, was February. Yes, it was very late in the year. Uh, it's funny, ever since he has been on a tear, not maybe you know goal scoring wise, but as a defender, like he has been outstanding ever since um, that happened. But uh, again, I think it is, a, it, I don't think this is a hot take to say it's very encouraging that he came back, scored the game winner. I tweeted, you know, he's going to have three goals. He's going to invent a new post game ritual. He's going to, you know, single handedly save the city in one night. And, you know, he didn't quite score three goals. He wasn't, no, he was no Eric Carlson, uh, but he was close, a goal. Um, on the ice, what did you think of him aside from the goal? And, you know, what did you think of his play? Yeah, I, I think it was he was as advertised. And I, I think it's one thing where I think when we look back at this season and the, the team MVPs and the people who have really stepped up, you got to give Scott Waugh and their uh, PT staff at the Bruins a lot of credit for what they've done for all these guys. These are all guys and, you know, Grizzlick, Marshan, and McAvoy. They're all coming back for him. It's not like a knee scope. Or anything like that, or Bruce healing, or, yeah, healing a broken bone or something. Where you you cast it up, it's usually pretty good. Like you're ready to roll. Um, you know, whether it be major shoulder surgery, McAvoy's was even more severe than Grizzlick, where he even said, you know, it's a very complex surgery. There's no set timeline or kind of you know boxes you need to check in terms of getting back. It kind of lets it heal on its own. You kind of work with what your body gives you. Then obviously Marshan was one where we kind of talked about before the season started in terms of double hip surgery and a guy who's 34, you know, mm. Marshan, if there's any, if there's ever got to, you know, come back from that, it's Marshan, but you got to put that little, you know, you got to temper a little bit of those expectations in terms of what players you're getting. And whether it's Marshan coming back with a three point night or, or McAvoy playing like he did on Thursday. I mean, yeah, he gets the goal, but, um, look like vintage McAvoy, right? In terms of how he impacts the game. And he maybe isn't 
we always talk about he's not the the bombastic guy like a uh, Kale McCarr or something like that. But in terms of how good he is in every facet of his game, whether it's transition, obviously shutting down uh, opponents in the the D zone, um, his you know added confidence on offense, and it's something that I think should continue to build. You know, even though um, he got a lot of reps on the PK, didn't get that much on the power play in this one. They usually they roll with their five forward power play for a lot in this game uh, against the Flames. So um, I think McAvoy only ended up only ended up with like 19 minutes of ice time, which is an outlier for him. But something that I think we're also probably talk about this episode is it's one thing where sure they want to ease him in, but it also helps when the defense is also playing so great around him. You've got Lindholm, who's been a monster and a guy that we'll talk to about in Connor Clifton, who I think has also been a game changer for this team. But in terms of just what McAvoy brings to this team, night in, night out, how he impacts in every single area of the ice. It makes a one very good team that much better, and especially a defense that I think has really exceeded expectations in terms of how they've played without so many key players in the lineup. Um, you can't understate what him out there for 22 minutes a night, night in and night out, can bring to this team moving forward. And again, there's no pressure. I mean, again, you're not... Remember, throughout the offseason, we said, you know, when Martian and McAvoy come back, they're going to be desperate. You know, they're going to feel desperately needed. They're going to hopefully tread water until they're back. They're back. The team is back. I mean, I know there's Forbert who's still injured and Swayman's injured and and, and guys like that. But the guys that, you know, in the offseason who we worried about are back now. And 12-2-0 or 11-2-0, <laughs> some treading water. Um, but again, I think it goes back to there's no there was no rush to bring him back. And even 19 minutes last night, like, or, or, or on Thursday, you didn't, like, you didn't have to force him out there. He didn't have to play half the game, you know? Like, your defense is playing well. You have the five forward uh, unit on the power play. Like, you're not rushing him back. Like, again, this weekend, right? He's playing only one of the two games. Has Montgomery confirmed which game it's going to be yet? He So, they're going to check to see how he felt on Friday. Friday's an off day for the Bruins. We probably won't get an actual word until probably Saturday at morning skate in Buffalo. But... Um, again, who knows the way that the, the luck has been going with this team. Maybe he does play both if he feels okay, but if not, we'll see kind of what the move is. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they bring him back for have him give a night off up in Buffalo and then maybe see how he is in Vancouver and, and go from yeah. there. But we'll see again. It wouldn't also put him past him that he's feels good to go and uh, <laughs> plays <fine>. both games. <laughs> An interesting thing though, is again, like the season's a month in a little over a month in. And one thing we talked about, you know, last year, McAvoy finishes fifth in the Norris and coming into this year, you know, again, it's a crowded field. Yossi, Hedman, Makar, uh, Fox, Eric Carlson coming mm-hmm. out of Rasmus Dillon, um, throw Hampus Lindholm in there. Um, but, you know, he's missed a month. Let's say McAvoy has an outstanding, re- you know, from here on out through the rest of the season. I don't know what the point number you want to put it as. But is he like? Is there a chance? I think he'll be in probably the top ten, I would imagine. But how much does that month off hurt his Norris chances? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it will probably, as it usually does when it comes to setting aside maybe the the top three candidates. A lot of it will probably end up on point total and how quickly he can pick up the pace. You know, if, is he going to be a guy that finishes with sixty five games played and fifty nine? points or something like that then you know maybe he's in that that same you know tier with a guy like Makar or Fox who if they stay healthy I'm probably going to put up 80-ish points again right like it's tough to kind of compete against that in terms of the wider scope in terms of how they assess these Norris Trophy candidates um also probably hurts him in the fact that the Bruins have been a complete wagon (laughs) 
like without <laughs> yes, him in the lineup. That's true. So I guarantee you when it gets down to uh, early April, when we start looking at potential, you know, award winners and how much guys impact, it's the same thing you have with um, a situation with like the hot trophy, right? Where sometimes it's like, all right, Connor McDavid's always the best. But like when the people were vouching in, I think it was 2019 20 for Panarin, his first year, like he doesn't have the same numbers, but who's more valuable to their team. Like you have that argument too. That could end up not working out in McAvoy's favor considering how good they've been. Um, but beyond kind of all those other narratives, I have to imagine if McAvoy's healthy and playing at a high level, he's going to be right there. Uh, he's a guy that the eye test works in terms of how he impacts every area of the game is what gives him, I think, a leg up over maybe some other players. Um, and barring something catastrophic going on, he's going to be another analytics darling. So the like, the graphs are going to look good. The play on the ice is going to look good. So he'll be right in the mix. It's just, is he going to have enough to maybe, you know, eke out a, a guy like a, a Makar or Fox or even Carlson this year, which again, you want to talk about a narrative, be a, a feel good story if Carlson just goes and wins it, even though that Sharks team, but that's a very bad team. Stinks. Bad. Um, safe bet though, that a guy like Charlie McAvoy uh, puts on a terrific season, but we're talking really safe bets. Our good friends over at Bet Online. Right, you are, Evan. Listen up, guys. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your bet needs and sports info. Over at BetOnline, you can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, the latest fighting news, NFL bets, and yes, with the NHL back, even more wages and odds. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code CLNS50. Bet online where the game stats. Stats. Where the game stats. So, uh, obviously, to some, this, you know, 12 2 0 start has surprised people with the Bruins, right? It's, you know, and even us, like we had high hopes for them and high expectations. But even 12 2 0 is kind of like, damn, like this is. A little more than we expected. Um, but someone who's been a surprise to everybody, maybe the biggest surprise. I, I, I mean, there's been a lot of yeah. big, bright surprises. But, I mean, one of the biggest, Connor Clifton. And good to see him get rewarded on Thursday. You know, follows his rebound, scores a goal. Like, perfect Cliffy hockey type of goal, too. Like, you know, gets the shot off, just says, the hell with it. I'm going straight in and scoring, and good for him. But... It hasn't been chaotic this year. And I think he, he's an interest because over the offseason, remember how much we talked about like Montgomery's new system, you know, holding on to the puck a little bit more, not rushing up, you know, but defenders getting involved with the offense. So we looked at a guy like Carlo and said, maybe that'll benefit him. And I, I guess it has, you know, I mean, it hasn't been super noticeable. I mean, he was injured for a bit, but the guy who it may have impacted the most is Clifton. Because yeah. again, like just on a night in, night out basis, this guy is as consistent, I think, as we've ever seen him. Yeah, I think that's the big key, right, is consistency. It's We knew what kind of player Clifton is in terms of, you know, being willing to take a little bit of risk and activate off the blue line of lineup guys for big hits, all that stuff. What has, I think, probably hindered him from being a everyday guy beyond maybe just a third-pairing role or as the seventh D has been that consistency. And usually it's that aggressiveness or risk-taking that sometimes can blow up in your face, which happens when you play a game at the level of the NHL, right? Where you, you take a risk all of a sudden, yeah, you got a counter rush going the other way. But for as much as I think, you know, Montgomery is, you know, encouraging him to not play with risk, but to take those chances when they're there. 
he's limiting, you know, the amount of times where he's getting, you know, caught flat footed or, or, you know, leading to an odd man rush or anything like that. And the results are playing out there on the ice. I mean, this is a guy that if you told me uh, going into the year, like McAvoy will be back. I think we'd all be like, all right, well, he's probably going to be with Lindholm, right? Like they were good last year. And, you know, who's really the the second guy on the right side after that? Like I imagine Carlo, but, you know, is it, do you want to put Lindholm and Carlo together when that good last year? And Clifton's playing so well that now you're, you're in a spot where Montgomery and the Bruins have the luxury of splitting up McAvoy and Lindholm because right now Lindholm and Clifton against, I think what any of us predicted it looks like a legit like shutdown line. I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things where it's not just a a small little sample size now where it's all right, two, three games together. Like, oh, they, you know, they, they scored a goal, you know, not a lot of chances the other way. They've been together for, I think it's 74 minutes of five and five ice time, went home and Clifton and the Bruins have outscored opponents five, nothing pretty good. Yeah. I think I it's saw gener- Scott McLaughlin tweet, the, uh, tweet those stats out before the game yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So it's, it's, you know, and it's one thing where it feels like it's almost like the, uh, the, the way they play compliments one another, right? Like Clifton's the aggressive kind of risk taking guy and Lindholm's the guy that's kind of poised, always makes the right play. So when they're both kind of playing to each other's strengths, that it makes a good, it's kind of like Krug and Carlo back in the day, right. In terms of just how they complimented one another. Um, and it could be a game changer. I mean, we all talk about this this team and, you know, the fact that we expected them to be uh, deeper up front, especially, but on defense, kind of see where the pieces were going to fall into place, especially when McAvoy and Grzyk were out. We could have a spot now where if Clifton keeps up this level of play, your third deep pairing is Forbert and Carlo, which yeah, pretty Shut good. And it's down. Yeah, yeah, like that. If Carlo, who, again, I know some people are maybe not thrilled with how his career has kind of gone through its up and down, which... I think also a lot of it has to do with unfortunately injuries and stuff like that, but I still think concussions. Yeah. But I still think he brings you value. Like I think even this past game against the flames where they go over six on the penalty on the power play. Those are the games where Kahlo, his strengths really kind of come out and he can impact the game. If he's your third pairing guy, pretty good. You got a pretty good defense if that's the case. And a lot of the credit has to go to a guy like Clifton, who again, we knew McAvoy, when he's back, he was going to be really good. We know probably didn't know Lindholm was going to be this good, but he's a very good player. Whereas, like, back healthy will help. Uh, but to have a guy like, you know, Forbert and especially Clifton kind of take a big step forward for them, that's really kind of lifted the whole rest of the defensive unit as a whole. I mean, I remember watching Clifton in the 2019 playoffs and being like, oh, my God. Like, this guy came out of nowhere, and he's a legitimate defenseman like he's you know you didn't expect him to kind of blossom and he did and then over the past couple of years it's been the consistency as i said like that's been what's hurt him and i think with even a guy like cassidy you know like i think that was one of the younger players who had to kind of restrain himself a bit you know from being cliffy hockey and sometimes it worked out great and it was and it was fun but sometimes it'd be, he'd be caught up ice and i think Again, I mean, it just seems to be working. And again, maybe it's him getting older, a little more mature, but I think it's also the system that Montgomery's implemented um, where uh, where he's been a little bit more successful. So uh, again, it's early. It's still early, but we're also not in the beginning of the season anymore. It's like, you know, transitioning to like that beginning middle part of the season. Like it's not the first couple weeks still like this yeah. is getting into the season. They're legitimately good. Um, so why not do a little early MVP? Little early early MVP through for, through fourteen games, uh, which again is is a considerable amount of time. That's not a tiny sample size. Um, who has been your MVP? Yeah, I mean, 
Listen, when your team is 12-2-0, you've got a lot of very deserving candidates, but I'm going to go with um, – I think I'm going to have to go with Olmark in terms of just the bottom line. Generally, it's the most important position in hockey and arguably one of them right up there in sports in terms of how much they can impact the game. And whether it be them winning a lot of shootouts early on, you know, ugly kind of 5-3, five, 5-4 five, games, or now you're seeing it where the, the offense isn't drying up, but it's – regressing a little bit back to the mean as to what we expected. And he's winning three, one games or, or one goal game, stuff like that. Um, he's been huge for this team. You know, I think people expected maybe a bit of a better performance from him after last year, just building off of last year, not to say that he was bad or anything last year, but take another step forward, but he's looked like a, a Vezina like candidate right now. And, and it's one of those things where, especially early on when this team was trying to find its footing, you still have guys that are injured. You have a new system in place. First couple of games, defense pretty wonky, right? Like the structure, yes. you know, had the some seven lapses. goal game in Ottawa. There's nothing I think that's uh, tougher in terms of starting off a season than winning or maybe losing a game like six five or something like that. We're like, all right, your offense is going, but it's not the game you want to be playing. There's goals you want back. There's defensive lapses that you definitely want back. Um, so for him, I think really early on, especially to kind of weather that storm, keep him in these games where the defense was trying to get its footing down, I think was huge in terms of um, building that momentum for this team. So I'll go with Omar right now. Again, we'll see if he can keep it up, but I keep on saying that he's, he's started six games in a row now. He doesn't look like he's slowing up anytime soon. I mean, he just looks so poised back there. Um, the way he's tracking the puck, not really giving up rebounds. It's just whether it's just the comfort factor of being here, here another season or what. Um, he just looks like a completely different player from last year. And he's been, I think the most important reason why they're piling on points in a hurry to start the season. I could not agree more. I think the only hesitation I have is we've become accustomed in the past couple of years to, as the league has changed with goalies to say, Hey, you know, don't overload them in the regular season. You know, I don't think they want a situation in which, you know, the playoffs roll around and he's played, 50 something games and you're kind of, you know, upper fifties and you're like, Oh shoot. You know, this guy is, you know, might be a little tired, a little worn down. That's my only thing. That's my only thing with Olmark. Uh, and that's not him. That's on the coaches. Um, but again, Swayman's also injured right now. So that's another important key part of that where uh, they are missing Jeremy Swayman. And I think when he comes back, you'll see him get a little bit more of the work. Um, but yeah, I mean, outstanding this year, like <laughs> outstanding. Um, and again, goes back to you know even after that Pittsburgh game when he got pulled came back in after swimming gets injured and he's been lights out ever since like typically he you know he was lights out up until that point rough game you know you'd think oh maybe he'll start to regress didn't happen at all so uh, things have worked there my MVP for sake of being a little bit different but I also think he has genuinely been an MVP Hampus Lindholm Hampus Lindholm I mean again you know we talked about this all offseason on D where you know he's gonna have to step up and assume the number one role and he didn't just assume it. I, I think he became a legitimate number one defenseman in the NHL. Obviously, McAvoy's top dog on D. I don't think anyone like disputes that. But Lindholm is a also a number one defenseman, a number one caliber defenseman. I mean, again, four goals, 10 assists, 14 games. Fascinating stat. I know this is not a pro plus minus podcast, uh, but we use it when it helps our arguments and cases. Um, Andrew Raycroft tweeted, in 28 games in Lindholm's Bruins career, he has yet to be a minus. And I think it goes back to, as you alluded to earlier, he always makes the right play. And it's never, you know, he's not like this gaudy player who makes these incredible, you know, spin a pass. Like, it's just smart plays. 
And it goes to show, you know, smart plays win games. And I think that's a guy who, again, like, and, he, and he's a calculated risk taker and he gets shots through from the point. And I mean, again, it will, you know, just, it wasn't just him on the back end throughout the time without McAvoy and even Grizzlick, but he was the key piece to that. And points wise, um, play, I test, whatever, they have something there. Like, and, and, and I think that was one thing I remember back when they traded for him, we kind of said, okay, that's what they needed, but he was regressing a bit in Anaheim. That was one of the worries was like, he, he wasn't, his career didn't seem to be going up. It seemed to be kind of like slowly. And that is also the Anaheim effect. Like, and we both said that at the time, like, you know, Anaheim is not this defensive stalwart, um, but it's completely shifted now. It's completely top five in the league in points um, plays with confidence seems to be fitting in like just to me MVP um early on and you know again worth giving up the first round pick for so far because that's you know he he filled a huge need on this team they needed a top four left shot defenseman they got a top four left shot defenseman I don't know how you can have any problem with that so uh those are the big MVPs I guess unsung here I mean I don't know if he's been unsung because we have we have eaten crow on this person many times, but like Nick Felino, I wouldn't say it's like MVP, but very important. Seven, seventh player award. Oh, like not even close. Yeah. Yes. Or forward like, or close to another. There's a whole bunch of them. It, it, it's going to be, a, it's going to be like everyone's talking about the midterm elections. I think the election for seventh player come the end of the year, I think that's going to be the one that's going to get people the most divided. It's going to, Fulbert's just going to do like a, a, a stump speech with like Dala and it's going to be over. It's going to be like the new check. He's going to win. It's, it's going to be the new check is speech. <laughs> it's going to have Dala right there. So everyone's done for. You can't do anything about that. Who's the guy from MSNBC with the with the khakis who does the board? Steve Kornacki. Um, Steve Kornacki. Maybe Steve Kornacki do the uh, the seventh player. This district, you know, middle the Middlesex County is really going for Clifton. Uh, but Essex is, is really going for Bert. And we got... We got the Boston area going for um for for Felino and yes. yeah it's just you know it's a real it's a real split state here um but yeah I mean again like there have been no shortage of guys and there hasn't been many disappointments you know like Craig Smith hasn't really found his footing I know he's injured right now that's one guy but um things have worked and again like you look at the upcoming schedule not to play not to be that guy but Saturday at Buffalo Sunday against Vancouver Thursday against Philadelphia Saturday against the Blackhawks like. I don't know. That should be a couple of wins right there. You know, I mean, who knows? It's hockey. Um, and I also looked like the top four teams in each, you know, the top t- team in each division, Boston, New Jersey, Vegas, Winnipeg, just like we all expected. Yes, so, of course. Fun start to the year. Fun start to the year. Uh, Connor, what can the people look forward to from you over at BSJ? Yeah. Uh, again, with every Day every game, we'll have continued coverage of everything regarding the Bruins over at BSJ, whether it's game reports, columns, features, Q&As, all that good stuff. So you can find all that over at bostonsportsjournal.com. So please subscribe over there. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at ConnorRyan underscore 93. Go do all that. Connor Ryan, Evan Marinovsky, you poke the bear listeners. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.